Yes, hello and welcome to BJJ Geek Nation's Your Board Game Alliance. It's a little bit different today. We're adding a little intro on there. Episode 97. I am your host, Joey Sleepily Sipping Spy Striking Seeping Supplements of Salacious Superior Soup D's. Close, you missed Salacious Lee. So, oh, yeah, to win, right? Right? Yeah. 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 I'm counting it. I'm counting he, it. He went a little slither in there. He hit it every S. I did it. around, you know? Suspiciously long time. That's right. Of course, joining us is Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? Oh, well, you know, we're doing great. Sean Everson of Think 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. And we have a special guest with us today. Should we intro him now or should we intro him I think, later? I think we should. I mean,. David Gerard of Junk Spirit Games joins us live. Hello. Welcome. You're here on a special episode because we're in a different studio. So if we sound a little different, that's because Sean's just a little weird today. Oh, that's true. That's of every episode. Yeah, every episode. Yeah. And Let's like Joey says, this is live, <laughs> so don't pause your podcast. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Vicky B is on assignment. We sent her to a birthday party, I believe. We did? Yeah. Yeah. So Who's she's getting presents though? and eating and drinking. And I don't think it's her birthday. Not her birthday, but a birthday party. Yes. Yes. She's celebrating <laughs> with balloons and children, small children. Don't recommend it. Not uh, the small <laughs> children in this room. <laughs> no, no, no. Only big children in this room. Josh, how can uh, the Geek Nationals get a hold of us? Uh, by me being prepared. Well, you know what? That's pjgeeknation.com or on our socials at pjgeeknation. How'd I do? Uh, go to bjgeeknation.com. You get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More. I uh, also search for BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes, where five-star reviews will get you things and stuff and sign things and board sign games. Sign placards, a, a board game, maybe even a random comic. Yeah. We throw everything at you. <laughs> and uh, the think. Yeah, you know, that's how we do it. Now, I'm a, I'm a greedy person. I don't like waiting, so I like kicking things right off with our interview. David, welcome in. Hey. Uh, I hear you have a game on Kickstarter that you'd like to talk about. Oh, yeah. Always. Always with me. Always. You can't help yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, There's always right. more games to be made. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So uh, we've actually been on Kickstarter for about a, a... Well, we actually are funded already. Slip Strike is the name of the game. It is a two-player uh, game where uh, you're playing an agent that is trying to take out the other agent. You're in another dimension. You're in an alternate dimension. And you have teleportation and time travel at, as an ability, um, as your abilities, and you're using a variety of weapons as well. So are we hunters? No, no. Ooh. So you're, you're both, you're, it, we, the, the style of the art is kind of like this 19, kind of 70s, 1970s, 1960s style art. And we're kind of trying to evoke this idea of like a science fiction, um, uh, you know, science fiction from that time era. And uh, so everybody's in suit and ties, and you're kind of like special agents trying to take each other out. And um, and basically, I kind of from the ground up, I made this as a two-player game. Um, I wanted to make a game for couples um, that didn't involve couple things, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times I'll say it's a game for couples, and then people will be like, "Oh, uh, uh, you know, like gross." Um, <laughs> Risky Jenga. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like Twister and Jenga put together. You're welcome, you know. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I wanted to make a, a you know a game that that couples could play together and it could have a good time. And then you know, like my wife and I, when we play the games together, uh, and you just play like right back to back to back, and you just keep playing the game um, over and over again because you're having a great time. So that's what we aim for and that's what we got. Getting addicted to time traveling and, uh, you know, maybe a little slight murder. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Actually, uh, storyline-wise, because uh, uh, all of our games are very PG-rated, you're actually not 
killing the other person. You're knocking them out of the dimension. That's the reason why the other dimension exists. So you're actually chasing them out of the other dimension and so you can uh, find them in the next one. I like it. Kind of Doctor Strange-ish. You're going yes. into that mental realm. Yes, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a little concerned. Does Sean Epperson, does he exist in that realm? Because I heard he's been uh, <laughs> yeah, winning this game. <laughs> no, it's like a Rick and Morty style where like you go to a dimension where it's all Sean Epperson. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh. you know, that wasn't, uh, what was that place. John Malkovich uh, movie? Where <laughs> yes, <they> uh, <laughs> yes. That that dimension could not stand. <laughs> it could not sustain itself, yeah. <laughs> They're all out to get everyone. They yeah. would just kill each other That's quickly. Right. That's right. We, we exist for one brief second, yeah. and then it just explodes. <laughs> yeah, right. I, loved, I really love the art in this game. So if you've seen the movie Catch Me If You Can, the intro and how that plays out, you know, that sort of style of art, that's the, the art that's in this. It's so cool looking. Uh, there's and there's two different versions. There's a yes. blue and black, and then there's an orange and black. Yeah. So why are there two different versions? Yeah, we did this because um, uh, we wanted to make a four player version of the game as well, and uh, I just thought it'd be cool to do. You know, it's really kind of never really been done like this. Other board games, you know, so many thousands of different board games being released in a year, and I wanted to do something kind of cool and unique, and it's what we always you know strive to do at Junk Spirit Games. Um, but this time, what we've done is we essentially we made two different versions of the games um, that are essentially identical. Uh, but if you put the two sets together, you can then play four player. And um, and uh, you know some games will kind of do this where you know Fantasy Flight they'll they'll make a set where it's like hey if you ever want to play more than two players you got to play buy two copies of the same game. Um, and uh, that's not what we're doing here. What we're trying to do is give you an option um, for the different uh, art styles. And, um, you know, they essentially have the, well, let me get back to that in a second. Um, but we also uh, then make it so that you can combine the pieces together in this way that makes um, four-player happen. So in the normal game, uh, there's five different location tiles, and you put them in a circle, and then you basically battle it out on those location tiles. In a four-player game, you'll take three tiles from each set, and then you'll put them into a bigger circle, and you'll battle it out 2v2, in um, in there, so you get your uh, you know again a game for couples, but that is the time where you do the uh, double date, and then you uh, then you you strike uh, your buddies, um, and uh, they're a significant other. So um, that's the objective with that. Now, uh, as far as the art styles go, um, one of the things too is we have two very powerful artists in our in our lineup for Junk Spirit Games. Um, one, of them, one of them is Justin Hillgrove, who we've used in all of our previous projects, and we have Zachary Vale as well, which has done a lot of supplemental work. And so the orange edition is completely Zachary Vale's art, and the blue edition is completely um, Justin Hillgrove's art. And I also kind of wanted to do the orange and blue edition as a way to feature the different artists that we have. Oh, that's awesome. I love that idea. Uh, have Do you have a preference by any chance? Um, blue or well, orange? So the, in the orange <laughs> set, the, the, weapon, uh, the weapons for the... Um, the black player cards look like Klingon weapons, and so I kind of like like the style. Um, he uh, Zachary kind of looked at me like, "Hey, look what I'm doing here." When he was <laughs> when he was drawing them, and I was like, "Oh, I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing." And they definitely look very Klingon like. And so um, uh, we, you know, that was the big thing. That was basically the only art direction I gave them was I would, you know, each each. Uh, player has a, a blade and a pistol and a rifle and I wanted them to all look like they were some, from the same you know quote unquote manufacturer um, and so uh, each artist definitely kind of like went to town with that with that direction and um, and they they come out really unique and cool looking that's awesome I would definitely be with you on the Klingon side <laughs> yes yeah right right now, the idea of taking a, a game because like for instance if I have a copy and you have the other copy and we had both show up in a place that's right. kind of cool that we can combine them and then play a four-player game 
because obviously, you know, you usually wait around for your board game buddies and stuff like that too. So you playing a one-on-one game is great. But then if you have like two or more people show up and they happen to have the same copy and you can yeah. play four, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It works out pretty well. Um, we have other ideas for other things to do too. But, you know, I just want to get this one out there. And um, we're, we're, we've been showing off Slip Strike for a while and everybody has absolutely loved it. It's a very funny thing. As they move from the second to third turn, they go, oh, I get it. And they immediately fall in love with the game. So we're just kind of trying to get this into a spot where we can just get into people's hands and um, and let people see what we've done. I'm not going to lie. You might have the coolest meeples I've seen so far. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, that's um, that's Justin Hillgrove. I basically wanted him to make some meeples that were – I wanted them to look like they were in some kind of action pose. So he kind of draws them. He, he drew them out like a, as they were uh, running. And um, and we had some different iterations of it, and we kind of wanted to keep it very simple so that we could still make the wood cuts without being too uh, complicated. If you know anything about game manufacturing, sometimes when you uh, – if you get into complicated cut on that wood, uh, it costs like a ridiculous amount of money because they won't make it out of wood. They'll make it out of resin. And we still wanted the wood meeples and get that feel. But they are um, they're quite large and uh, if compared to normal meeple size. And they're substantial. And they also have a little, um, we're going to do a little screen, uh, what do you call it? Silk screening, a little tie on each one of them as well. So they, they have look ties. Like they have ties. That's right. <laughs> it's meeples with ties. Yeah. And yeah, so but that tie just. It brings out the whole game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right there on the meeple. Yep, yeah, exactly. It definitely kind of sews in the uh, the art style that we're going for. It's really nice. I feel like a very important person when my meeple has a tie. Yes, <laughs> yeah. This is serious business. Exactly. I'm the ordinary time spy. You know, jumping dimensions. Yes. Fighting evil who happens to be Sean most of the time. <laughs> yes. See, I, yeah. I backed this game and I told my wife about it and mm-hmm. she's like, well, you know, this this is awesome. Here's a tie and a suit. And I'm like, oh, okay. What are we doing? But then she went and got a sniper rifle, a gun, uh, and a dagger. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going home today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice. She sent you a picture, a very threatening picture. Yeah. I hope you're ready to game when you get back. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. The gameplay's a lot of fun, too. Like, I actually had the chance to play this. Uh, David was doing some demos at uh, Zula's Games. And yeah. so I played against Ethan, and it came down to the very last possible turn because... Yeah, you know, we were very, both being very strategic in how we played and trying to like you're trying to outthink the other player. Especially you know, where do you think they're Eason, going? Because yeah, he'll, he'll Ethan eyes any game. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, in fact, it went. You guys went to the final. What would normally be considered the final round? And um, and I was you know watching the game and had um, Zach Revale was there as well. And so we were getting very excited because we were seeing what was going to happen. And, and we basically made the announcement. This is probably the final round, and then you guys played your cards, and it was not the final round. So we got the two waves of oh, you know, yeah. And so then when the final round actually happened, uh, Sean ended up being victorious there. And then Ethan claimed that he was tired and immediately left. Uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! You broke him. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a good game, and so and uh, the thing is, is is most of the games of Slip Strike end that way, where they are very close up until the very end. Um, sometimes somebody will, you know, they'll. I've seen a couple games where someone will absolutely what we call acing the other player, where they don't take a strike at all. Um, but those are very rare. Most games are very close and they're very intense. And it's and you can sometimes I've had uh, uh, you know players say that they can feel their own heartbeat while they're playing because they're hoping that that you know it's that weird intensity of like hoping that your opponent doesn't know what you're about to do, while also trying to trick them uh, into stepping in the wrong spot. So it's it's a lot of fun and the intensity is there and I really enjoy it. Yeah, ah, if, yeah. you, if you get caught, like let's say, like you figure out that I'm going to a certain spot and I get nabbed, right? That isn't the end of the game. I just have to discard that location. Now I can never go to that location again. So you're whittling down the potential places that it could be going to. 
So it, it does definitely amp up the, uh, the the pressure and the anxiety. Like it's it's really cool. And time travel. And, and time, time travel. And yeah. time <laughs> travel. Yeah, you're time traveling to a time that you were not where you were. Um, yeah. So basically, the the whole gist of the game and what Sean was essentially saying was that um, if you take one strike, you're done. Like that's it. But um, as you're about to strike your opponent, uh, they can time travel out of it. They slip out of it is what they call, what we call it. We call it slipping. And um, and by slipping out of it, you basically have to discard one of your cards out of your hand, and eventually you'll whittle down to a, a hand of of almost nothing, and then uh, <laughs> and then that's where you get caught. But you can, you're fighting back the whole way, so you're just trying to get above the water and so to speak, and and uh, and strike back at your opponent as the game continues. I like it. it's like time sniping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's cool, right. cool. Well, and it's only sixteen dollars if you're going to back this. Like uh, David said, it's already funded. So I mean, the it's definitely coming out. Dollar level. That's not what I backed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can get in the sixteen, but yeah, you definitely want to get in. There's a, the thirty-one dollar version, which gets you both games. Yeah, two games for thirty-one bucks. Yeah, that's I insane. Mean, that's that's yeah. awesome. Especially at this kind of quality. And uh, Junk Spirit always delivers. Like, we've got a number of games from them, so they put out a high-quality game. So Yeah, thank you. Back with assurance. Yeah, That's right. absolutely. And, and where I Kickstarter, Slip Strike, just search that. Yep, Slip Strike. Perfect. All, uh, two, two different words, Slip Strike, yep. Awesome. Well, thank you. And please stick around because we have much more to go on the podcast. Now, Josh, you gave me some very disturbing news as we got in today. Well, yeah. And it was about viruses and not board games, which is odd because normally Sean would be giving someone a virus in a board game. But that's not that, that's, that, that's that's beyond that. Anyways, what were you saying? I said Sean is a virus. Ah, it's been noted. Minus one. I'm a plague. Now, with the whole coronavirus thing, and people are getting more worried about it. And board gamers, we back a lot of games on Kickstarter, obviously. Well, most of the games are produced in China. So people actually have been concerned, especially in the Amazon era. So there's good news and there is bad news in relation, direct relation to the coronavirus. Ooh, which news do we want first? <laughs> Let's go bad news. Yeah, I always go bad news. <laughs> okay. The yeah. bad news is pretty simple. Chinese New Year was extended uh, because of the, the coronavirus, but it's different for the different provinces. Most where the, where the factories are, Chinese New Year was extended to the 10th. February 10th. So if that hasn't been extended, they should be up and running again. But that's going to cause delays in getting your Kickstarter. I don't like delays. And that that's not that big of a deal. I mean, yeah. you got to be safe. you got to keep workers safe. And for all China's history, they're keeping their workers safe. So I say props on yeah. them for that. Very now, good. The good news is people are worried about, well, what if I get my board game? Is it going to have the coronavirus on it? And we're going to all get sick because of Kickstarter? Is Kickstarter going to ruin the world? Kickstarter started the plague that ended us all. (laughs) Well, the answer is no. Hooray! Uh, A lot of people, like I said, with the Amazon era, have been concerned about this. And NPR did an interview with the CDC, essentially. And uh, they said there's almost certainly no no chance that the virus could could make it. The, The quote is, because of poor survivability... Of these coronaviruses on surface, there is likely very low risk of spread from production or packaging that are shipped over a period of days or weeks at ambient room temperatures. They went on to say there is no evidence from any previous outbreak that anyone has ever gotten infected from a package. That's, unquote, Elizabeth McGraw, Director of Center for Infectious Disease Dynamics at Pennsylvania State University. So, relax. We're safe. Your package is not going to come bearing extra presents. No stretch goals <laughs> from the coronavirus. 
Well, I so, don't know a whole lot about the virus, except that apparently a lot of people have it, and it spreads very easily, and it's everywhere. But I'm glad to hear that our packages won't have it. Well, it's not airborne, and it, like like I said, it can't survive on a package just being shipped. Because, yeah. one, you have wild temperature swings depending on how it's being shipped. And a lot of times it sits in warehouses for a long time because of the distribution process and labeling and da-da-da. And basically that ambient room temperature, like they said, stuff just doesn't live that long. Yeah, I was going to say, know. David, do you have any problems with this with your Kickstarter? Anything weird there? No, no. I was just going to say, I think that the part of the reason why people are uh, – freaking out or you know considering that this is something that is possible is because of uh, i think simpsons did us wrong here because they had <laughs> oh, that yes. you remember that one you remember they had that episode where they had people that were like packing up things and then someone was sick and then they would like open the box up and then they'd cough into the box and then they'd <laughs> seal the box and like cackle at each other like ha, 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 we'll get them yeah that's not that's not what's possible that's not what's happening is so, that a yeah. living cloud of yeah. the disease yeah exactly no, you can, that you could physically see and then run away from yeah no it doesn't doesn't exist like that no uh <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, that that's the way viruses work right they need to be transferred through you know through people you know if you're if you're shipping up you know like a body part that has you know then we can talk about that but i don't think that's what we're doing um no we're just, i don't know any games shipping that are shipping games body parts right. you yeah. get a real yeah. arm as a meeple yeah exactly yeah exactly well, the, the mysterious package company does ship out great simulations of <laughs> there you go but they're still simulations right right yeah yep still a very serious situation down there but um, but obviously as you said it's it's not something that we would have to concern ourselves with with packing up uh, you know gaming products and send them worldwide well it's good that we don't have to we don't have to worry about that it's also good that they're taking care of their workers as you said Josh because there's nothing worse than you know being sick at work and then getting something like that I mean I can't imagine. So glad to hear that there's only going to be some slight delays and nothing too much worse. Moving along, I hear someone knocking at our door. Special delivery. It's a mouse knocking. <laughs> well, Sean. Yes. I hear you've gotten some games. I hear you guys have all gotten games and you guys are mad men. Yeah. Yeah. We've got quite a few deliveries in. Uh, so uh, yeah, one of the ones I got in was from Board Game Tables. Uh, it's a game called Bytes that was funded on Kickstarter. Um, I, it wasn't part of Board Game Tables offering on Kickstarter. They were the ones that ended up, I think, partnering with them and they ended up you know, doing the production and shipping it out. Uh, Board game tables, their stuff's always pretty impressive, and uh, this one came in uh, basically on time. Uh, it was supposed to be delivered in January, but delivered in February, so I mean, that's on time for all intents and purposes. Uh, I actually did punch this one out, and the pieces in this thing are just incredible. Huge thick meeples, big chunky cardboard bits. Uh, it's an ant-based game. We were going around and collecting food, and there's cards and stuff. It looks like, pretty cool. Like a Bug's Life? Like, kind of, okay. yeah. But you actually got real ants. Like, no, a whole well, bunch hold of... Well, uh, they're not real ants, but a whole they... Bunch they of, ship you uh, ants. A whole bunch of uh, ladies just running around bringing you food. They're... <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yes. Aunt Jill, <laughs> Aunt Jane. Oh, I was like, I was wondering where the joke was. That I knew it was coming. <laughs> they're not good, but they're there. <laughs> so, Josh, did you get something in? Special delivery. I did. I got. Uh, I got. Uh, oh, finally came in the uh, Blood Rage playmat. Ooh yeah. It ended up with some weird shipping snafu where I got the. I got the invoice, but nothing in a playmat. But it finally came in. It does look beautiful. I'm happy I finally got it. I probably don't need a playmat, but they're pretty. Now, hold on. You said need, but did you want a playmat? Oh, yes. I want several. <laughs> <laughs> Was but, it worth the wait? 
Yeah, because it combines all the sideboards into one big play mat, so I'm really happy with it. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I remember you talking on a previous episode about wanting that and then wondering if it was ever going to show up. Yeah, because it just didn't come in with the rest of the game, which the packing slips said it was in. So How dare they not send it hey, together? it still got there, so I was happy. You know, I've wondered that same thing with Amazon. Sometimes they'll send six of my seven items, and then I'll be like, is that last item going to show up, or am I <laughs> going to have to go replace, 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 replace? <laughs> just wait a couple weeks. It'll be there. It'll be fine. But you know what? You got your playmat, so good on you. I never got my bottle shaker. <laughs> <laughs> David, uh, you got some stuff. Knock, in, knock. Right? I did. I absolutely did. Um, my <laughs> most recent thing that I got um, was Terraforming Mars Turmoil expansion. Um, I actually didn't own Terraforming Mars before this, and they had an option to be able to pick up the whole set, um, essentially every expansion they've ever made, plus the main edition. And I have uh, two buddies in my main game group that have never even, they don't even know that the game exists. Wow. So it was, I was super excited when I got it in the mail and brought it over to the house. And then basically, we just basically. Uh, Binged ourselves for probably three weeks on the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and went absolutely nuts, like introducing each expansion in, in the time that it was uh, uh, released. So it was like we were going through time ourselves. It's like and, a legacy uh, game. <laughs> yeah, it's like a legacy game when you play it that way. Exactly, yeah. We're ripping up cards. We don't care. <laughs> uh, Stronghold, I need some parts. Um, there, so There are a few cards in Terraforming Mars I would like to rip up. <laughs> That's oh. a good point, right? Oh, yeah, we definitely got there. But we had really, it was kind of like a, it was like we went through the game like a book club would go through a book, right? We would we would uh, play an expansion, and then we would talk about it and talk about what we liked. And, and it was kind of a fun way to experience a game, and that's um, just kind of something we normally do with our games anyways. But it was cool to see the Turmoil expansion and see the changes that were made to essentially add, like, a event-level um, uh, system or an event system into the, uh, the, the Terraform Mars game. It was fun. It's a good game. Well, yeah, BJ's talked a lot about Terraforming Mars. Yeah. He loves game. that game. Yeah, it's an absolutely stellar game. Was it within their shipping time frame? Oh, yeah. Or? Actually, they were, it was spot on. I was actually kind of surprised. I had backed a lot of other games around that um, time frame, and I was actually surprised to see it in my hands when I did. I, I wasn't uh, really paying attention. You know, you back so many games, you when something you, you don't really look until it actually shows up physically in your hands. Mm -hmm. And so when this one showed up, uh, the box, I actually saw that it was from Stronghold, and I literally thought that I had ordered some other game. <laughs> from Stronghold. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what was the other game that I ordered? Because it couldn't. this couldn't be Terraforming Mars. And then when I opened up the box, it was, and I was very, very happy. Nice. That's awesome, yeah. I mean, I love getting those huge volumes of games all of a sudden. Yeah. And you're like, yes, yeah. I have hours and hours and hours of gaming to do. <laughs> That's right. I've got a job to do now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of more games, by the way, uh, Sean, I believe you have some quick starters for us. Yes, we do. Uh, getting onto the quick starter goodness here. Uh, first, we're going to jump into one by our folks at Simon Games. Uh, come, on. come on, come on, Simon. Choose your name. Wait, who says month, a Cumon really quick? Not Cumon. Come on. Oh, come on. Cumon Games. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's better. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, this maybe. is one everyone's talking about because of the license. The IP on this is Marvel. This uh -oh. game's called Marvel United. It is a cooperative game. They've uh, already united my wallet. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're uh, split apart. Working together against all you know Marvel uh, villains. Uh, there's a couple of villains that are in the core box, and there are a couple of heroes that are in the main box, and then... It's, come on, so lots and lots and lots of Kickstarter extras in this game. Uh, there are currently 10,000 backers, just to give you an idea of 10, how... 10,000? 10,000 yeah, plus. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's so many characters. I mean, name a Marvel character, and I believe it's in this game. So this is a card-driven game as far as the gameplay goes. You're setting up these timelines, and then um, you're using minis, actually, to go out to locations and do battle against you know the various villains. But you can actually work together as far as like keying off your abilities into mine and, and creating these sort of uh, combos off our combined efforts. Uh, the minis are the chibi style, so think um, you know Arcadia Quest and that sort of style uh, look, and it, it looks phenomenal. It does look so good. That's one that uh, I know Josh has been looking at. Uh, Josh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. how much did you back it for? You can only back it one level. Oh, did how many times did you do that? Uh, yeah. uh, one time, but there's <laughs> going to be some add-ons. Uh-oh. Well, there are two levels, so yes, Uh-oh. there is a main level, which is the sixty-dollar retail pledge. But the other one's a dollar. That's not a real <laughs> no, no, no. There's another about? one. There's the ninety-dollar pledge, and what? so the ninety-dollar the ninety-dollar pledge gets you an expansion. That expansion um, is the Infinity War. So you get uh, Thanos and you get... Was that get... on there the whole time? Yeah. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Hold on. Updates will be made. It was put on seconds after you back. <laughs> I believe so it. yes, if you want like more stuff, uh, there is a $90 pledge level, but still like 60 or 90, either one of those are pretty reasonable as far as uh, the command level pledges tend to go for these kind of games. So that's pretty cool. Uh, this one's going to be ending, uh, let's see, on March 4th. So get in and check this one out. Next up, is Wonderland's War by our good friends at Druid City Games. Uh, This is one I've been really excited about. The art on this looks just incredible. Uh, They've had this at a number of cons. Um, Yeah, it just looks, man, the production value of the scenes is so crazy. So uh, it's a two to five player game, uh, plays in about 75 to 90 minutes, and think uh, kind of a territory control. There's some uh, some action selection, basically doing battle out in the world of Wonderland. I see the word poker. I'm intrigued. Yes. So I bluff? <laughs> there are these poker chips that are in the game. Think uh, a bag building. So you're going to be getting these chips, which allow you to uh, upgrade your character and have different actions, things like that. And you're going to be putting them in and then drawing certain ones out. Uh, so that kind of gets into, dovetails into the pledge levels. So the base pledge level for the game is uh, $50. And that's going to get you kind of the retail level. Uh, but there is a Kickstarter Deluxe Edition, and what they're going to do is they'll give you more like those clay-style poker chips. So really heavy meteor style, you know, a lot higher production value. Um, they also up- give you upgrades for the com- uh, for the characters, so minis and things like that. Uh, that's going to be an $80 level. And then if you want the uh, the premium chips and a couple of extras, uh, plus for the KS Edition, uh, that's going to be 115 So you've got... A lot of different ways you can kind of tailor fit, you know, your your price and, you know, what you're kind of looking for in the game. Any game that has poker chips, clay poker chips, I'm in. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, this is so cool. So uh, this they've done a, a number of playthroughs uh, out on, like, YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that. So if you're curious to see how the game plays, uh, there's lots of times to check that out. Uh, this one's going to be going through March 4th as well. And then last up is one that uh, I was doing some digging around on Kickstarter. I like to try and find something that, you know, people really aren't necessarily talking about, something that's kind of new. This is by a company uh, called AP Board Games, and this game is called Tourists. Now, the story in this game is that uh, the world is basically, like, crumbled apart, and there's just a bunch of people left over, kind of a renegade group of, of humans that have survived. And they're basically fighting with each other to try and become the leader to lead the rest of these people to, you know, the promised land, if you will, to, to be the you know, ruler and help each other survive. 
while you're doing all of that, there's all these crazy, terrifying-looking creatures that are roaming the countryside and are doing, you know, terrible things to both the land around you and other players. So you're competing against each other, but also competing against the game. Now, this game is called Tourist, T-U-R-R-I-S, and it's this company's first game. So uh, props to them for trying something, you know, pretty ambitious. Uh, there's a lot of really cool minis in this game. Uh, the minis are the 70 millimeter, like really giant monsters. And then your uh, your players, your human characters are the smaller, you know, typical, I think like 30 millimeter uh, style kinds. Now this is a one to four player game, plays in 90 to 150 minutes. Uh, really cool looking art. Uh, the minis, the, the, the monsters have a really kind of a, a fleshy pulpy look to them which is a little different than, you know, we see in a lot of different uh, style of games. Really bizarre looking, though. Um, they've got these tarot cards that have this really uh, stark contrasty look to them uh, with this gold and black uh, kind of style. Just a really, really good art. Uh, How so, do you find these games? I just look it around. You look for the cool stuff because I'm thinking about our listeners, man. I, I do know this week he dug through... Almost, I think it's about 630 current oh, Kickstarters oh just for tabletop. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. There's a, there's a lot. And not everything out there is good. That's why we're trying to curate things for What? Out of 630, they're not all good? They're not all good. <laughs> there's one that's bad. They know. <laughs> they know who they are. Uh, you can download the rule book, so they give you that. Uh, they give you a gameplay overview. So this is one I really recommend people checking out. Uh, it is a new one, you know. So that's you know, buyer beware. Just be aware of that. But um, yeah, I, the the price on this uh, for the pledge level is fifty nine pounds, which I think it comes out to be about oh, let's see here, seventy seven dollars US. Uh, this is going to be ending on March sixteenth. They're not at their funded goal yet, so. That's something to you know get in there, and you know if you are interested in this, you can back it. And if they don't fund, they might have to do a rerun, you know, of their Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes a thing. Awesome, and of course, we'll once again mention the greatest Kickstarter of all time, Slipstrike. Slipstrike. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. David, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we had a great time. I hope that we get to play your game a little bit more, hopefully here, and hopefully Sean will lose because that is my favorite thing to watch these <laughs> I days. I am undefeated. <laughs> one time. Hey, one play one game. I am still undefeated. You can't steal that You're from a me. Retiring champion over here, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, play nice. 